Broadcasting live from Buffalo State College, here is The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Welcome to The Blitz on 91.3 FM, WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982. Brought to you by the Buffalo State Student at 2DP. And my name is Double D. I'm your host for today. Of course, happy Friday, everybody. End of the week. Thank God. And enough of this week. I just, I, next week, next week is hopefully better. Uh, but I, I, I got a couple of people joining me today. A couple of people in studio, a couple of people out of studio, a couple of people who are still in an Uber car, Frank. Um, but first I'll introduce Mr. Joseph Cowie, who's over the phone. How we doing? How we doing? How's your day going, Joe? Going all right. Just Going making myself right? a quick bite. Making myself a quick bite to eat because you know been podcasting since like ten a.m. So we're cooking today. Are Are you James cooking? Yeah, like he's gonna against the commanders. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have a new person. We have a rookie in Studio B. His name is Brayden Hayes. Brayden, why don't you introduce yourself? Um. My name is Braden. I'm a freshman here. Can't wait to get started. Love sports. Love talking about them. What are your favorite teams? What you know? Uh, I'm a Jet fan, which I know doesn't go well around here, but um, yeah, that's that's me. Ninety percent of the time, not um, after week one though. Uh, Jets, Mets. That's really it. Um, I mean, I'm a Sabres fan because I didn't follow hockey before Buffalo, and like I still don't, but I'm getting into it. So I got some Buffalo. Mr. Harrington should be joining me in a minute. He's getting food, supposedly. Food. Uh, of course he is. Yeah. What yeah. did he do? We, we had a meeting at 1 o'clock. I usually take the meeting, so I don't blame him for, you know. But he, I, I guess he was working out or something because he brought in a two-liter jug of water. Oh. So, recovering. I... Recovering. It, it sounds like he's recovering from, a, from an evening. That's the best sound. From like. an evening? Is that what we're calling it, Joe? <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, you you want to you want to go into details? Or you want to leave it? I, I don't know ball? any details, so uh, I I rather leave it. Uh, I don't know. Very to me, vague. that sounds like the electrolytes are trying to get replenished right there <laughs> after an evening. So, uh, and then Mr. Frank, the tank is stuck in an Uber driver. Uh, well, he's not stuck, but I I guess the driver is going the slowest he's ever seen. Which, I I don't know how slow they can get. Because I've only taken Uber three times in my life. And I never want to do it again. Joe, have you ever done Uber? Same with you, Brian. Ever done Uber? Uh, Not like back where I'm from, but I've taken a few Ubers here. Just because like I don't drive or anything, so I kind of got to. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Understandable. Yeah, no, I Uber all the time. Um, pretty much over the weekend. And then uh, the most Ubering I've ever done was on the past two trips I've gone on. So... You know, the Washington, D.C. family wedding at the end of the month here. Right. On the first day of classes, we were Ubering all around the city. And then in New Jersey for the Jets game around MetLife in New York City, we Ubered quite a bit. So, All right, let's get the show started. Let's talk some sports. Why not, right? That's what we're all here for. I actually, this wasn't even on my radar today this was not on my sheet this was not on like ooh, i'm making notes about this so we can talk about it this is something i've heard on the way here 
Um, Miss Maddie Glab is back on air after her comments about Stefan Diggs. She is back yeah, on yeah, One Bills on, Live. She was on yesterday. She I was watched on the yesterday. show with my. I watched One Bills Live um, with my grandparents on a quick visit there yesterday, and uh, of course the first caller goes and addresses that immediately, asking like what she did and like why she said that. So, of course, <laughs> of course. I don't think they took many callers after that. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay, I mean, that's the one caller for today. Well, they said they said that um, you know, like. That that definitely had to have been on their radar that that might come up. Well, I think, of course, that has to be the main thing. I did not know she was on yesterday. I just heard her in the car driving here today. So I, yeah. I was shocked. I, I think that's the most shocked thing that I, I've heard in a while, that they kept her for those comments because just of how Stefan reacted, it kind of seemed like mm, she yeah, might have shot herself in the foot. With her reactions yesterday were like to that question, she shut down after like it was Chris Brown's show pretty much. So, um, you know, yeah, I was surprised to see it too. Um, you know, everyone makes mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and harp on it, but like, you know, you're right. Like, right. being the head of social media and head of media in general for a team, um, you know, <laughs> if a player doesn't really get along with you, that's normally the door opening to for you to leave. But right. Um, Seems that they've given her a second shot, which I'm all for. Um, I think everybody's for that. Now, now the comment might come true, though. Now Diggs might say "f you" to her face after that comment. So, <laughs> you know, so just one of those days now. After hearing that, you know, just just one of those interviews after the game, just straight up "f you." Yeah, just "f you." It doesn't have to be the word either. Yeah, all he has to say is "f you." Uh, Bray, did you hear about the Maddie Glab stuff and the comments with Stefan Diggs? I, I did not. I'm kind of lost. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, basically, Maddie Glab went out and uh, she was hot mic'd. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said a couple of comments about Stefan that were not highly. Um, and gotcha. basically, she took, what, a, a week, two week hiatus? Right, Joe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and, and this is like her first time being back after that. So uh, it, it, it's big around here just because, you know, that's like somebody you see almost every day on air or on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but while talking about the Bills, they released their injury report. And I'm they not did. liking it. I'm not liking Me neither. it. Me neither. It, it, it's it it's like a little long. Dalton Kincaid's going to be tight end one this week. Joe, can you please let me read the injury report like I always hate to do? Sure, I guess so. I'm glad I got your permission. Hi, Mr. Frank. Uh, I'm just reading the injury report here, the very long list of injuries that I hate reading every time that I have to read. For the Bills? For the Bills. Oh, it's not like last year, right? No, the injury bug is not as bad. It, as it's last not as year. bad. Uh, Terrell Bernard is full. Okay, but he had the knee and quad injury throughout the whole week. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. No game status I think for it was him. Just muscular though. I don't think it was. I, I it wasn't like a bone or anything like that. So I think we were good on that. Uh, Mr. Spencer Brown showed up on the injury report Thursday and was limited and full today uh, with a shoulder injury. James Cook took that one personal day on Thursday. Then Mr. Leonard Floyd uh, was limited and 
full. Uh, he was full today, limited yesterday. No game status for him, so he seems good to go. Micah Hyde, same thing, limited in full. No game status, looks good to go. Dawson Knox practiced in full today. He did not practice yesterday. No game status for him. So actually, he has a good shot of still being tight end number one. Uh, it, it just depends how much they use him as tight end number one. Uh, and then Jordan Phillips, of course, he had the one-day illness, probably had a couple of sneezes, little coughs, you know, wanted to make sure it wasn't COVID, full both days, uh, no game status for him. And then Trey took a little vet rest today. He took a little nap. No, didn't have to practice at all. So he's good. He, he's got, he, he'll be fine. You know, it'll be good to go on Tra- Terry McLaurin the whole week. Oh, yeah, they are playing the Commanders. Well, yes, we are playing the Commanders. I forgot who they were playing. Call them the Redskins on Monday. Who? The Commanders. You? You. I did not. Yeah, you did. I would never say that. I went through uh, Wednesday's episode. I know what I'm day. talking about. Hello, Mr. Harrington. You have joined the show. We have a full house. Let's go. We do. That we do. Well, Joe, you're at your house, so your house is not full. And my house is full. So. Oh, is it full? There are four people who live here, yeah. Full house. Full house. The show? Everywhere. There's a full house everywhere. Overrated. The show or people being... <laughs> the show. <laughs> because I'm about to say full house the show. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um... What about Fuller House, though? That, that horrible even, reboot. Even more overrated. Can we just agree that some shows do not need to, reboot, to be rebooted? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, same with movies. You know one that does yeah. and never will be, though? You're going to say Seinfeld. The oh, yeah, no. Seinfeld can never be replicated. Yeah. No. There's, there's, there's certain shows that did well during the time frame that, were, they, that they were given to be on air, and they may not do as well today. And a show that comes to mind is a show like The Office. The Office doesn't live in today's climate. No. I don't think The Office even lived maybe in the 80s, but it, it, it worked as a show for the early 2000s going into the early 2010s. It, it worked. I don't, I don't know. Like, certain shows just do not need to be, you know, redone. Leave them as is. All right, moving on. Uh what is everybody's expectations for Sunday, at least for the Bills? Um, I, I mean, what are you expecting? You know, give me, like, a weird stat that may happen while talking about the Bills, what you expect from them. Josh Allen throws 450 yards. He has a day. I think this is going to be one of the most explosive games that you've seen out of Josh Allen. Joe, I, I, I heard you had a little stat in there. I did. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think the Bills win this one 42 to 21. 42? Yeah. I think Josh Allen throws for over four. I don't think the Commanders get 21. I know they're being slept on. I know everyone sees them as possible, like, sleeper in the, um, the NFC East. But I think this Bills team right now, I think after last game's week, last week's game against the Raiders, they've kind of figured everything out. And uh, Ken Dorsey put out a great game with them. Josh Allen looks like a competent um, quarterback. And I think with that momentum heading into this game, I don't think the commanders know what's going to hit them. I think Josh Allen absolutely goes off. Diggs is absolutely out there as his top receiver. Gabe Davis has another good day. 
You're going to see more screens out of them. Rack rack up those yards. I think it's going to be an absolute dominant game from the Bills. Rack. Very nice. Very you nice. You see what I did there. I, I got it. I got rack it. Up. Rack it up. Usually Joe's my pun guy, so I'm not expecting it from you, Frank. Usually I like to well, yak my, those up. My... Oh, I just had a question for Evan since he's in studio now. He is. He's right. alive. Yeah. Uh, what's with, what's the gallon of water for? Did you have an evening last night? What what went on? Oh yes, I told him about <laughs> the uh, water jug. It's a gallon of water. Stay <laughs> hydrated. Uh no, actually I um I ran out of water at my house, water bottles and stuff, and I went up to the corner store uh right around my house just to pick up a, a case of water. Um and they didn't have any cases there. So I didn't want to I didn't want to make the ten ten well, I wouldn't say it's a 10-minute drive. I didn't want to make the five-minute drive to Wegmans. So <laughs> Man did not want to drive. I, I was just content with looking at... You know there's a Tops on Grant Street, right? Yeah, I also was just too lazy to drive <laughs> down Forest. I was I was really content just on Elmwood. I was like, all right, I'm at, I'm at the 2-4 store. I'm just going to grab me a gallon of water, and I'm content with this for the next like day or so because I'm going to go to Wegmans or Tops, one of the two, and grab grab a you know case of water tonight. Well, but, I can give you my bonus card to get some money off at top. The bonus card. Here we share with everyone. Everyone can Are use Joe's bonus member? card. I didn't know that was a thing. How did you not Don't, know a Tops member? Not was... like you don't have to pay for a membership, but like they have special deals. Like say you're looking for like chips or something, it's like three bags for six dollars. Right? It's it's basically oh. like downloading the McDonald's app. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah. And if you use your code or your phone number associated with the code, it takes the discount off for you. The little top plug here. That's where I do my shopping. I save some serious cash. So sponsor yeah, us, little, tops. No free brand deals. We yeah. can get that. I'm sure we, we can. Find we a could. One. Tops I, does I, sponsor I, a good amount of uh, things around Western New York. Yeah, sure. we'll get it. We'll get them on the Blitz. How about that? Ooh. Ooh. We're, we're just gonna get tops on the Blitz. We're like tops on the Blitz. Get tops I don't know how tops can talk, but we'll get tops on the Blitz. We can get top on the Blitz. Just leave a leave a microphone in tops and just let it go. <laughs> just like, just the crowd mic. You, you hear know, like all those, the like those Q and A's. We put up like a mic and have them mic. come in and answer like a prompt for us. Yeah, while they're not you, there. Would you see what the tops com- um, customers think? You know? We have a script there for anyone, and it just says, "Hi, I'm Top. I predict this for this game." Exactly. This would be great marketing. That's not a bad idea. No. I mean, I don't know if Tops would allow us to do that, but you, they find a way. We find a way. We're the Blitz. You know, maybe we have more influence with we uh, always Target. Find never a doubt. Tar- yeah, that's never happening. It, it can never happen in Target? No. Why? It's Target, okay? First of all. Target? Really? But what do you guys call Target? Hell. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense for you. You work there. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, okay? I don't, I don't shop at Target or even Wegmans sometimes I do. Top and then Wally World, Walmart. I visit. That's my. Those are two of my primary. Walmart's become spots. underrated. Yeah, Wally World. Yeah, yeah, they have. It sounds like a fun time house. Like it uh, is in there. You get. You can either see fights, local, um, DRUG I need you guys dealers, to go look up on YouTube this old video from the early 2000s. People of Walmart, the song, oh, and uh, it, it goes through the clientele. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Highly recommend. Anyone listening out there, search up the people of Walmart. You will not be disappointed. Unless if you're driving. Don't search it up while you're driving. We do not condone that. I, I worked at Walmart for about like five months. I do not recommend it. Oh, he yeah. is. Wow. 
Oh, you don't recommend? What do you mean recommend it? Like working there or like yeah, the product there? Working there. Something we should like, worry about? Shopping there is cool, but like working there, nah. I just wasn't a fan. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that because I, I will withdraw my application from Walmart right now. <laughs> uh, getting back on the topic of the Bills, um, I I did find this pretty interesting that uh, Eric Bieniemy talked about Mr. Milano and gave him some flowers. Well, first of all, let me give Mr. Milano uh, uh, his, his flowers. He is a beast. I am a fan of his. He's made, uh, over the years we've played, I mean – I can't, I can't speak enough volume uh, for him because, first of all, he probably doesn't get the respect that he that he that he should. He flies all over. He makes a number of a uh, number of tackles uh, throughout the course of the game. On top of that, he can cover, you know. And then in that scheme, he's just a key integral part in what they do. And you guys got to understand, I've known Les Frazier well over half my life. I've known Sean McDermott for well over half my life. So I understand the position that that kid is playing and all the uh, accountability that falls on his shoulders. So I'm a huge fan of Mr. Milano, and they need to give him his respect because he's just a hell of a player. I love what he brings to the table. He's a guy that plays hard. I mean, he, he's a physical player in the run game. On top of that, he can cover. And then when it's 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 all said and done, when he's gonna find a way to make a play, hell, I don't. You guys probably saw that damn interception he made last week, which it was unbelievable. It doesn't shock nor surprise me. If anybody was gonna do that, it was gonna be him. I I mean, it, it's nice to hear that, but it's also not bulletin board stuff. No, but it, it does make sense. I mean, I I would think talk about a guy who made a move for no reason. That guy. What? Repeat that. Talk about a guy who made a lateral move for no reason, and it's that guy. No, it was it, it, it was for a reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would have gotten another Super Bowl out of Kansas City before I did that. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? He wants a head coaching job, Joe, and you're not going to get a head coaching job after being in Kansas City for two years and not getting a head coaching job while being the offensive coordinator there. Dude, Andy Reid's on his way out soon. Not soon, but like he'll be gone soon. He could have waited it out, I'm telling you. He could have, yeah. And well, he's probably got like four more years, five more years. I think the big thing with uh, Biennemi going over to Washington was to prove to himself, um, to prove to other staff members around the the NFL, um, but to everyone in general that he can call plays for any quarterback. He's not, he, you know, he it's not like he just could only call plays for Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes goes out there and plays like Patrick Mahomes, so Eric Biennemi's play calling looks great, right? Or him being under Andy Reid, who's the best offensive mind in the game, top three offensive mind in the game, and and Andy Reid's guiding him through calling plays. No, like, he went to Washington to be his own guy. He's his own signifier. Um, Eric Bieniemy is the Washington commander's offense. It, there is not a guy above him. There's not a guy in the field that is playing so well that his play calling is going to get discredited. Um, so that's why I think he went over to Washington. We're seeing that in full effect right now. Washington's offense looks more prolific than it's ever you know, been in the last few years, um, and a lot of that is due to Eric Bieniemy and him bringing his experiences over from Kansas City, obviously over to Washington, and this could lead to him getting a head coaching job in within a couple of years. Yeah, I saw a stat there that was um, Washington's offense last year was obviously bottom of the table, bottom of the league everywhere. And then I saw a stat there for um through the first two weeks their offense has been 
on like right around top twelve, top ten in passing yards, rush not I don't think it's rushing yard, but it's he's brought them to a different level and their offense is now uh soaring with him. And I think if he continues that, he absolutely has a head coaching job somewhere because he's proven that, hey, it wasn't just Andy Reid, it wasn't just Mahomes. I was there, I was contributing this is my play call, my play style, and he is absolutely transcending himself into a head coaching gig. I mean, look at the way Sam Howell is playing right now. Um, I think we can all sit here and agree that Sam Howell is a talented quarterback. Uh, you know, maybe one day he turns into Washington's franchise quarterback, maybe at the end of this year, maybe in future seasons. But uh, him having an offensive play caller in his second year, like Eric Bieniemy, is only going to make that transitional growth period that much better, that much easier. Uh, again, second-year quarterback, you have already great weapons to throw to. McLaurin, Dotson, you got Curtis Samuel, you got run, good running backs in the backfield, Robinson and uh, Gibson. You got a reliable tight end. He ain't playing this week in uh, Logan Thomas, but a reliable tight end. Uh, and then, you, obviously, you add that, that element of having an elite play caller in Biennemi, and, and we're seeing that right now. Biennemi is, you know, taking his players and putting them in good spots and in good areas for them to play up to their full potential. I I mean, honestly, Eric Bianami right now, I, I have uh, the uh, per game stats through both weeks. Uh, Commanders are pretty much middle of the road in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have 318 yards per game. Um, then passing yards per game, they're at 211. And then rushing yards, they're at 107. Yeah, I mean, but so, this... but it, with that offense, I mean, it makes sense that they have those numbers. I, I mean, McLaurin's still a a good wide receiver one, uh, but he gets covered very hard. Um, Jahad Dodson's finding his own name. Brian Robinson is coming out. Uh, he he's been really good the past couple of games. Uh, you don't know if Gibson will ever get on that track, but if he does, they could have a really dominant one-two punch back I mean, there. I mean, I would say they do. I mean, Gibson is a very great receiving back. Yeah. He is, but he hasn't gotten – he's played about 50% of the snaps, a little less. Uh, and I, I mean, think that's, Brian that's, Robinson that's has played for, 57% of the snaps. Well, so I mean, they've been really go. going that, in and out for That's your other. one-two punch. Well, I, I, I think you just need a little bit more production from Gibson's side. I think Gibson has done – a okay job receiving and running the ball when needed to, but Brian Robinson has been your core running guy. I mean, he got two touchdowns last week. There, there is a reason why he is uh, was talked about at least last season being the number one before he got shot in the leg. Yeah, I, I mean, he he is a really oh, good running. I mean, oh my god, over man. over Gibson's career. I mean, he's. You know, totaled 20, 2,400 yards on the ground, 21 touchdowns. I mean, 1,000, you know, receiving yards, five touchdowns in that department. I mean, he's over 3,000 career scrimmage yards. I mean, that's that's fairly solid for him only being in the league for the amount of years he's had, he has been. Yeah, that is actually pretty good. I mean, 3,000 yards. I mean, there's your one-two um, punch. I just think Gibson needs to take that next step to be a better one-two punch, yeah. to, to have that defense be a little bit more misdirected. Um, I mean, I would say he is. I mean, if you if you run a, a two running back set, uh, you have Brian Robinson in there that can also receive the ball, but obviously he's the more prolific running back. And then you have Gibson that can run 
Chris Sprouts, like a wide receiver, as I'm pretty sure he used to be a wide receiver, then he can also run the football as well if, if need to be. I, I mean, it makes sense. I would just want to see Gibson take one more step, maybe get I mean, a little bit more production. I mean, um, what else do you want him to do, man? Well, you know, it, it, it's fool's gold every year with Antonio Gibson uh, for me because every time I hear uh, Ron Rivera talk about Antonio Gibson, I always hear they're going to feed him more. They're going to give him more cu- touches. They're going to give him more catches. It's not his fault. And it never he had, happened. He had five touches last week. There's only so much he got it done. He he had he had over 50 yards on five touches. I'd say that's really efficient. Yeah. I mean, Fine. That's about as much as you're going to get from a back. And it's just when Brian Robinson is producing like he is at such a high level right now, you can still do that one-two punch, but obviously Brian Robinson is going to get the most touches. Just I feel Gibson's like... a good player. Yeah. I mean, am I I'm trying to think. Didn't Gibson take take us to a house call last year? Or am I thinking of the wrong team? I think you're Didn't thinking Gibson of the wrong have a 70-yard touchdown against I don't us? think we played them last year. Or it might have been the year before. Yeah, it might have been the year before. I genuinely have no But I don't really remember, remember that if he did have a house call on us. I don't remember at all. Joe, you know it all? I do not. I'm kind yes. of lost right now. I don't yes, remember here it what is. was Antonio Gibson takes things into his own hands for a 73-yard touchdown. Bills versus Washington, 2021. Oh, all right. So two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, Antonio Gibson busted a 73-yard run on us in a game where the Bills dominated, 43 to 21. I mean, sounds like the score that's going to happen this Sunday. Capable, <laughs> very capable of taking taking the ball to the house. Yeah, he's a great player. He's a great player. I think he's a very talented player that can do dangerous stuff with the ball in his hands. Uh, I want to move on to getting into some injury news that happened yesterday and <coughs> has come out today. Or, no, you know, before that, I, I I have a rant. Oh, God. I have a rant. I haven't had a rant in a while, but I need to rant. Why does every Bills veteran retire in the middle of the regular season? or Or, like, at the beginning? Every time, every year, it's not the Bill season until there is a veteran on the practice squad or on the team that just randomly retires. They just don't feel like they have it anymore. I've had enough of that. Where am I going to get a veteran who's going to be like, oh, I want to be here. I'm not going to retire in the middle of the season. Who retired? Christian uh, Kirksley. Oh, Kirksley. Yeah. You know what, though, Tim? What? It's already happened What's happened, Joe? What's happened twice? The retirement. It happened twice already. That's the second time. Who's the second? Who, who's the second one? The lineman from Miami. He played on the Seahawks. I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, the the right tackle. He, oh. was, he was our backup swing tackle. Yeah, yeah. He retired already. Yeah, but why does that keep happening? Well, Brandon Shelton was that who it was? Yeah, I believe yes, so. Brandon Shelton. Brandon, Brandon Shelton. Why? Why does it keep happening? Does anybody know? What? Why do the scriptwriters keep on like? Pushing for veteran people to retire on the Bills. Well, during the season, I can tell you with Kirksey. Um, when the Bills brought in Christian Kirksey, it was during the period of training camp and preseason where it was AJ Klein, Terrell Dotson at the middle linebacker position, going back and forth. 
uh, while Terrell Bernard was injured, uh, and he couldn't get on the field. So at a point in time, a guy like Kirksey's brought in, and there could have been given false hope, saying, hey, give it a little time, get to know the system, work your way in, you might be able to see the field. But that just the case never happened. Bernard came back. They pushed all their chips in into the pile, went with Bernard. Obviously, he's the middle linebacker, as we speak, going into week three for the Buffalo Bills. And Kirksey's at that point of his career where there's only so much left for him to do. And what else could he really do on a practice squad if he had no chance of getting called up, right? So it could have been one of those things where he was like, all right, I came here for this reason. This isn't really going to happen. So I'm going to have to cut it early. Yeah. That's it. And yeah, probably but, no other team was looking at him because it's when you're on the practice squad, any team can like look at you and possibly uh, pick you up. Yeah, yeah, just pick you up. So there's probably also no other teams that were looking at him and potentially picking him up and putting him on their practice roster or you know inviting him up to the 53. So I really don't think you know. But, it's but that. why does it keep happening? Why does it have to happen to us? I mean, it happens to a lot of teams throughout the league. Happened with the really? uh, Jets, Corey Davis. He's like 28, 29, right? Yeah. Just retired. Oh, yeah, he up and retired. All, all he really said was that he's stepping away yeah, from the game of Yeah, he's stepping back for, for a year. It's like he knew something with Rodgers. He was like, yeah. After that, everything fell apart. Yeah. I could see if you're like, he's going to be out. Yeah. Corey, said, Boy, Corey Davis also, Wilson. Corey Davis was also like the fourth receiver, fifth receiver on the team. Yeah, like, no, he was not going to get playing time. And he's been much. injured almost like every year with the Jets. That he just gets hurt. So I wonder if he's just taking a step back for a year. You know, get whatever. I, I forget what he had. If he had a knee or a, a hamstring or something, maybe it's just not sitting right with him right now. He'd rather just take a year of rest off and then come back. I wouldn't mm. be surprised if that was it because, like, if he comes back next year, Aaron, um, on the Jets at least, Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback with how, like, everything's falling right now. So, Well, you don't know that for sure. I know, but, like, that, that's why I said with how everything's falling into place. I mean, I'm not saying he is, but – I'm hoping he comes back for the pl- – I'm hoping we make the playoffs, all right? I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to make it, but – I don't know. Apparently those Dolphin uh, <laughs> intercourse uh, – What? What? You haven't seen? He listens to um, the vibrations oh, of Dolphins yeah. mating <laughs> yep. uh, help – they reverberate into his um, Achilles, and it helps heal Who? the tendon. Who is this? Aaron uh, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He'll be back in like two he weeks. He listens to yeah. whales mating, and then the shock waves of the sound that it makes reverberates into his uh, Achilles. Yeah, dude, Aaron Rodgers is probably the only guy to ever see John Cena too. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy's guy's a weird dude. <laughs> it's all that ayahuasca. Aaron Rodgers always finds the weirdest methods. Like, of... listen, I get it. Find whatever spiritual medicine you want, but dolphins mating is not medicine. <laughs> Going in the quote book. The Dolph- noise waves don't help your Achilles tendon. It can't. It can't. How do you know? You're right. Let's. Is there a study on it? Who wants to volunteer? I'll rupture my Achilles <laughs> if we have to. I'll, I'll sit there and listen Wait, to Wait, no. No, do uh, it to Joe. Do it to Joe. Why are we going to rupture? No. No, Joe already has a partially teared no, ACL. I, have a, I, have, I might have a partially torn Achilles. So Yeah. yeah. Close enough. So no, we got to do it with him then. Someone do it with my knee? We could do two experiments, see if it helps the knee and Achilles. Yeah, I'll put them on my headphones and go to bed at night and see what happens. I'll see what happens. No, no, it has to be out loud. You have to let the shock waves 
enter it yeah, it, through it, your ear. Every, absolutely not. That's <laughs> what it has to do. It has to happen that Joe, way, Joe. I mean, I'm sorry to tell like, it has to be through a very loud speaker so the shock waves and you yeah. know, noise waves enter your um, Achilles. Come on, Joe. You know what you're signing up for here. Sorry. Like, what, it's what not our fault. Pressuring me into doing it. What are you guys talking about? We, we just want to see if it works, Joe. And, and you're our best testing dummy. Wow. 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 He's called you a dummy. That's messed up. Dummy, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm going to take a baseball bat to the back of your leg and tear your Achilles, <laughs> and then we'll see what <laughs> I mean, you did know what, Joe? Dummy, dummy. Put yeah. You, yeah. Put that against you to do that. You call him a dummy, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can't you do wish. That. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that's not what I said. You said, oh. Anyway, hey. Aaron Rodgers is a freak, so <laughs> let's, uh, what else you got? <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about we're we're actually gonna take a break. You know what? I, I, I had enough talking about Aaron Rodgers and his whole dolphin mating ACL whatever it is. Uh when we come back on the blitz we're gonna talk a little bit more about injuries, especially with the Dallas Cowboys. The Minnesota Vikings adding a new running back into the room uh to pair with Alexander Madison and Whatever else other injury news comes out, we got Immaculate Grid going, so we're going to have that. And then next hour, we're going to make our our picks for week three. So keep listening to The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Hey, Josh, come here. Josh, come here. Let me talk to you. I love you. I love you more. Everybody on the Bills loves each other. It, it, it continues. Are you looking at the West Hurt thing? No, it's uh, it, it's Micah Hyde on the sidelines. Uh, and it, it, it was just, you know, you know the Cole Beasley. I love you, Josh Allen. I love you, Josh Allen. Are you playing a clip? No. It, 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 I, I'm not playing anything. Let's get Thank back, you. Let's get back on the air. We, we are. That, that was my clip. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Frank's having a surreal moment right now. Joe, do you know we're on air? Yeah. I, I could <laughs> yes. have said anything, and this would have been disastrous. Oh, I would have had hit that big red dump button. Just like the city of Philadelphia is disastrous. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Wow, that's not a good segue. You better take that back. No. Frank does not get to talk for the rest of the show. Are, are you sure? Are you... I love Philly. I'm going there in like two weeks. Okay, fine. Fine. Uh, the reason Frank is talking about Philadelphia is because we have a caller from Philadelphia. Mr. James from Philadelphia. How are you doing? Boys, I'm all right, but I got to have some words for Frank here, all right? <laughs> no, no J- James, wanna... listen. I love Philly. I love Philly. You know, I'm, uh, I'm new to Philly, but I've been loving the city so far. But I want to talk to you guys about the Bills. All right. Yeah, sure. Shoot. So I'm looking, you know, watching the game last week. It was a big improvement for them. You know, the first week against the Jets didn't look too good. They're on the road again, though. James Cook might be out. Dawson Knox might be out. Still unsure about that. Who's going to take the lead back if Cook is out? Who do you guys think? No, thanks for the call, James. Um, I, I honestly think that 
if anybody gets the lead back role, if let's say James Cook is out, which I don't think he will be, I think he just had the one personal day. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it would be anybody, I would think they would put it in Damian Harris. I I think that would be the first one they try to get involved, just because he was the big signing. Yeah, but I think if Damian Harris isn't good enough. Give Latavius Murray that shot. Yeah. Let him run up the middle and just power through everything. I mean, Latavius did have a really, really impressive game. Yeah. Uh, just with, the uh, what, two touchdowns he has? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and even stumbling in and, and just making sure he has enough balance to get into the the end zone. That was the key thing for Latavius Murray. I, I mean, Joe, what, what are your thoughts on uh, just the running back room right now? Talk about stumbling and bumbling into the end zone. I mean, Latavius Murray, Damian Harris, James Cook had a day. But yeah, if James Cook doesn't play, I think it's Latavius Murray over Damian Harris. Um, Damian Harris is just kind of that short game guy, I feel like. You know, like, yeah, he could power through and run. He did it 45 times on us in a Monday night football game a couple of years ago. But, um, again, well, with the Patriots, of course. But I think Latavius Murray has the better opportunity to move into that running back number one spot if James Cook doesn't play and be a little more effective than Damian Harris, a little more versatile, you know? Right. Uh, Brayden, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm liking that running back room for sure. But, like, I, I think the past game, I think that, I mean, compared to week one against uh, the Jets um, and seeing what they did, uh, like just Josh Allen being more comfortable uh, versus Vegas, right? Yeah. I think – they won't have to worry. I think the Bills won't have to worry about their running game as much, too. I mean, Josh Allen, he'll he'll come to his senses. He'll be there. So, receiving, too. And then with the tight end room with Dawson Knox having those back injuries, I honestly think Kincaid will be able to step up. I mean, we've oh. already seen him get multiple catches for a lot of yards, getting a lot of, a lot of yak. A lot of, a lot of yak. Yak. Like, and he loves to truck people for fun. He had a great preseason. Uh, he's he still impressed me through the first two games. I don't see why Kincaid can't step up and be the first tight end on that depth chart and be able to prove why he was such a high-value pick and be a guy. And you know, a lot of people were complaining about his blocking, too. And during the Raiders game, he actually blocked pretty decently. No, he was blocking pretty well. I, I mean, uh, that was he's his main... Re- Spencer Brown had such a good game. Yeah, right. I I mean, that was the Kincaid's only, like, big no-no coming out of college was that he can't really block well. And, you know, for the couple of seconds that he did block, of course, he then peeled off and, you know, found his way uh, either in the flat or down the middle or something along the lines of that. Um, I, I think Kincaid did a fine job. I think he'll do a fine job, uh, you know, if Knox can't go for a couple of plays, I think he'll do fine there. Same with Quentin Morris. I like Quentin Morris. I, I had I thought Morris had a good couple of games during throughout last year. I, I thought he did actually pretty decent. Um I, I think he maybe should have gotten a better shot. I think that was like the one thing with Kincaid that I didn't like that they gave Quentin a I don't want to say a full shot, but they gave him like half a bullet, mm-hmm. and they said, "Do what you can with it." Yeah. Um, and, and with Cade, they're giving all this. You know, you get multiple rounds until you're out of ammo. 
Uh, I I like Quentin Morris, so I wouldn't mind seeing more Quentin Morris. I mean, Quentin Morris did appear at the end of last game. He even appeared, I think, a couple of times before that, um, before they took all the starters out. I think he appeared maybe once or twice. It wasn't much, but he's still running routes. He's still able to do what he can. I mean, I I think, uh, you know, if Knox had to sell a couple plays, I don't think we're in the most, you, you know, the biggest trouble in the world. I, I, I don't think the whole offense has to rely on two tight ends, but no. if it does... I think the two backups that we have aren't the worst backups in the world. No. Anybody else got opinions? Joe, Braden? No, I'm I'm pretty on board with what you said. All right. Uh, I, I hope we answered uh, your questions, James. Uh, you know, James, are you still there? Oh, I'm still here. You know, Frank, do, do you want to, since you, you're from Philly and uh, we have our resident Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan over here. Oh, boy. Well, are you from Buffalo or are you from Philly? No, I'm actually, I'm from Braden's hometown. We went to high school together. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big old Jets fan around here. So it's going to be tough. You know, I, uh, these Philly sports fans, they're scaring me a little bit. They're scary. They are very, I, I went to a Phillies game a year ago. I yeah. felt like I was going to get stabbed, shot on the septa. <laughs> Do you guys know a yeah. Philly sports guy on like TikTok? Yeah, and IG? he like te- like he like paints his face. Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll go to like yeah. the women's soccer games, like dressed like that too. It's like he goes to everything. Yeah. It's awesome. But no, my um, my um girlfriend, she lives in uh, she goes to Drexel and she lives over there. Oh, buddy, I'm at Drexel. Oh, bud. <laughs> no chance. Let's and go. Let's what? go, Mario the Dragon. Mario, yeah, and I'm going to the Mets Phillies game tonight in full Mets uniform. So Let's... I don't know if I'll be able to come on your show again. I think tonight. I think tonight's my... your end. Yeah, no, so, it's your then, end. You know, I'm gonna. I'll be there at, uh, at Summit and the, from like the seventh to tenth. But like, uh, oh, that's that's awesome, man. Well, if you're uh, ever looking for someone to grab some coffee and talk bills with, I'm around. Hey, let's go. Wow, right. making friends from a caller on the Blitz. That that is amazing. That, that, you know, the Blitz does amazing things. I know. I'm mad at my yeah. girlfriend, though. She's turned into an Eagles fan. Oh. She's doing the whole fly eagle. And I'm like, you got to stop. What are we doing? <laughs> like, if I, hear go, if I hear go birds one more time, I might be dropping she out. She just texted me, hashtag go birds. <laughs> so I just responded, hashtag fire the cannons. And then she goes, hashtag fly eagles fly. Well, it'll, it'll be a good one Monday. What am I doing? I, I don't know. Uh, James, we really appreciate your call. You can call back anytime. If anybody wants to be like James and wants to call the Blitz, you can call us at 716-878-5104. 716-878-5104. Taking Bill's questions, any questions on NFL, because it's a Friday. It's a fantastic Friday. See what I did Fun, funky Friday. Fun, funky Friday. Fun, funky Friday. Well, I don't know about you guys. I want to just interject real quick. I know we're talking about, you know, go birds and all that stuff. Dan was the biggest fly eagle. He was the biggest fly eagles fly guy last year. I I did watch the Kelsey documentary on Amazon Prime. Oh, how was it? Oh, it was fantastic, actually. Like, it it was a genuinely good sports documentary. I highly recommend it. I I I have plans to watch it. Has anybody? Talking eagles. I just had to throw that out there because that's pretty, pretty, pretty good, I would say. 
Has anybody seen the uh, Bishop Sycamore documentary? I keep seeing clips on it. It yeah. looks like the I most deranged thing I've ever seen. Where is a... it? Where, where... I'm not sure. Ohio. No, oh, but I mean... Uh, Netflix? Is it on Netflix? It's got to... I mean, I feel like that's where all the big well, uh, sports Well, the Kelsey one's on Prime. Yeah. So I don't think Bishop's... I don't know. That That's something... I'll, I'll Maybe we'll up. do a Blitz Watch the documentary show. Because, like, that Bishop Sycamore, like... Because I keep getting clips out of on uh, TikTok... That coach is. He's he, scary. He's there's something going on with him because I don't know. I don't know what they do over there in Ohio. But pros like there's no board that tells me what age they can't play. Right, dog. There's a whole. I, you think no school in Ohio is like? Let's get like a 24 year old straight out of college and get him right in. There's a whole thing for that. What's wrong with you? This it's man. A, this man's an absolute deranged monster. It's on uh, HBO. It's on HBO. HBO, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's one on my watch list. Yeah. Um, you know, we we got a couple of minutes left to do two things. Oh. We can talk about the Blitz fantasy team. Okay. Oh, our fa- I don't know. I even I didn't even like We're one and one. We lost last week. What? How? Uh, we lost 132 to 117. Oh. Dan. I, I've been doing a. I've been playing our starters the whole if time. Did, if you were doing a good job, we'd be two and two right now. I am doing a perfectly fine job, thank you. Thank you. You single personally handed ruined our season. One and one. What? I, you know, this week's starting lineup is Josh Allen, Jameer Gibbs, Joshua Kelly. I forgot we took all bills. Stephon Diggs, <laughs> uh, Calvin Ridley, Dalton Kincaid, Mike Evans. Bill's defense and Tyler Bass. I will say, Calvin Ridley last week was my fault. I have been the one pressuring him to, pressuring everyone to take him. I also dropped MVS and Jarek McKinnon for uh, Gabe Davis because he became available one week. So I randomly picked him up. Did you, you dropped MVS for him. Right. And, and then, then uh, you dropped Jarek McKinnon. Oh, I also dropped Kenny Pickett for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I did... Uh, what was it? McKinnon for uh, Rashid Shahid, the third in New Orleans. That's gonna be a mistake. He's a bench guy, and it's McKinnon. Yeah, but I feel and like McKinnon hasn't done anything. But if Jarek McKinnon has so much more upside, and he's gonna be fine. I could pick him back up. If no, you want. it's fine. It's you, fine. You sure? You made the decision. I want you to live with that when we lose. Just know that. Great, you know, in the back of your head, fault. this was never of us. This was no I could one. pick up Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts became available. Well, I mean, Desmond Ritter's still throwing the ball. And I said it preseason. I said it like a month ago. I said it doesn't matter. Desmond Ritter's throwing the ball. And guess who was right? You. Of course. Yeah. Well, let's not say of course. What? No. <laughs> uh, and then one last thing before, before we had... To break. Yes. We we have to do it. We have to do it. it. It's just right. If you never played Immaculate Grid before, it's a three by three grid. Three on the columns, three on the rows. Today's Immaculate Grid. Am I too loud? Somebody just shut the door. Thanks, Brandon. I'm too loud. Whatever. Uh, today's Immaculate Grid is Giants, Steelers, and Hall of Fame on the column. On the top? On the top. Perfect. And then San Francisco, 
the Rams, and the Cowboys as the Rose on the side. Disgusting. Does anybody know anybody you know off the you, top? You know I can't see. Oh, well, yes. Yes, I know you can't see. Braden, if you have to come into Studio A or search it up, you know, bring it All up right. somewhere. Oh, is it like, uh, what website? Is it like? It's the, just immaculategrid.com. The daily one, gotcha. It's always the main one. Uh, let's see. San Fran Hall of Fame. Do you want to go Rice? Want to go Montana? Want to go Steve Young? What do you think we get the least? I don't know. Okay. That uh, doesn't help. Steve Young. Steve Young? That's fair. Everyone knows Jerry Rice. Everyone knows Joe Montana. Fifteen. Am I a god? Maybe. Uh, we can do Matt Breida for I, San Francisco. I was thinking Matt Breida. I just didn't know if it was right. Yeah, because I remember hearing it last night. I remember him on the 49ers. 41%. Oh, wow. Okay, so everyone knew that. Yeah, everybody knew that. San Fran, Pittsburgh. couple yins over there in the Berg. I don't know. Oh, Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod? Ray Ray McLeod, former Buffalo Bill. Love that guy. Love that guy. Absolutely. No, I do not want oh. Ray Rice. Excuse me? He's a he's a name in there. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. No, I know. I just say I don't want Ray Rice. That's weird to say. 20% All right. on Ray Rice. So McLeod. far, my, be- my guess has been the best one so far. Yeah. Uh, we can do the Hall of Fame. For Rams? Rams. And Marshall Falk. Yeah. Eric Dickerson. I think people wouldn't know Eric Dickerson more. I feel like they would know Eric Dickerson more than Marshall Falk. Some people don't. You know? Brandon, what do you think? Uh, Dickerson? Yeah. All right. I feel like that's like probably less. 23%. Mm. We'll see you later. We'll see you later if we'll Marshall Falk is more. Well, probably number one will be Kurt Warner. Yeah, that's why I didn't yeah, want to say Kurt. That's true. Uh, Cowboys Hall of Fame. Uh, I the don't, Marcus Ware? I don't care. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be a high one, though. The Marcus Ware? Is T.O. in the Hall of Fame? No, I said, I said Emmett Smith. Oh, Emmett Smith. Is I T- didn't hear Emmett Smith. Is T.O. in the Hall of Fame? Technically, yes. I, I remember he didn't show up to like the enshrinement thing. I don't remember, though. I feel better going to Marcus Ware because I know he's in there, I believe. Yeah. It'll probably be... Emmett Smith primetime than this. Yeah. Two percent. Oh. Big two. All right. Now we just got the teams left. Yeah, this part sucks. Giants, Rams, Giants, Cowboys, Steelers, Rams, Steelers, Cowboys. I don't know. If, uh, Giants, Cowboys. I have a... I don't... It's like William something running back. It's like you... I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if he was a... Uh, if he was a Cowboy, though. William like, something. <laughs> yeah, William. There is no William something. No William something. I... Uh, there's a Mario Williams, but that's nah. not right. I know that's not right. Uh, does it ever want to give me a Williams as a first name? Probably not. It really does not. Nope. Um, Giants, Cowboys, I feel like that shouldn't be hard. Because I feel like, no, there's just a lot of, there's really no like big trades within that division. No. Uh, I hate this part. The, the, this is the worst part about it. Giants Rams. I feel like there's. Uh. Was John Feliciano on the Rams? 
I cannot tell you confidently that he was. Joe, you know if John Feliciano was on the Rams? Um, I can I, again can't tell you confidently on that one. I know I pulled one out of nowhere last week, but not feeling the same juju for this week. Yeah, your one last week was absolutely. Yeah, that is true. Jesus. I, I, I'm gonna go John, John Feliciano. Why not? Right? Just do it. It was wrong. All right, I knew it. No, no, you didn't. I told you confidently that I didn't believe he was. Uh, Steelers geez. Rams. I feel like there's a big name for Steelers Rams. Right? I don't know. Um, Steelers and the boys. Damn boys. Oh, wait. Where did uh, Terrell Edmonds... Oh, no. Terrell Edmonds went to uh, Eagles, not Cowboys. Dang. Um, this messes with my head. Because I can only think of, like, star players. I can never, like... Right. Oops. Brian, you okay over there? Yeah. Uh-oh. Dropped the wire a little bit. There All right. Yeah. <laughs> you got any thoughts? Me? Any, any names running through your head? Yeah. Nah. I'm. It's not loading too, so that doesn't help. <laughs> oh yeah, that <laughs> Wi-Fi never. sucks. I know. I'm using my hotspot. It's that bad. Yeah. It's. I only use Bengal Guest. I use just like Bengal sixteen. I was trying to think if there's like a bangle connection so I could make it. Like I, I mean, I can tap on the logo for help. What? Yeah. That's Since a new when thing. could you do that? New thing. Disgusting. Uh, let's see. Pittsburgh from 1940 to 1942 or 1945 to present. <laughs> you, you think I know a Steeler yeah. from 1940? Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, I can only know Joe Namath from the, see, the Super Bowl team. I guess there is a player on the Rams 2016 to present that played for the for who played with the Giants and the, then on the Rams currently it's got to be like some interior lineman and then Cowboys is just 1960 to present for both of them that doesn't help bro wow what's listener sending your prayers right now because I don't feel good about myself I don't feel good about myself did Nick Foles ever play for the Giants? No. No. Did he? Did no. he? I feel like he might have. No. No, he didn't. I would know if he did. <sighs> Fitzpatrick doesn't fit anywhere. Gosh dang it. <laughs> That's always a safe option. Still, it's, it's always the option I gotta look yeah. at, you know. And what's his name? Um, Frank Gore. Yeah, I I seen I saw Niners and I was like, no Frank Gore there. Do you want to do Josh Johnson for? Of course. For Rams, Giants. I just feel like he did. No. no of course he didn't. Shockingly. 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 Oh, really? Yeah. This is. What... Oh, hello, Mister Harrington. He's he's through the window. Um, an alternate universe right now. Alternate universe. Uh, Joe, you got something. Joe, you're the, the only one who's... What? Which one is it for? Uh, you can do anything. Uh, we were doing Giants-Rams, but you got Steelers-Rams, Cowboys-Giants, and Steelers-Cowboys. Huh. Um, Giants-Rams. That's what you're collectively trying to figure out right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Feliciano was definitely... In oh! 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 Wait a second! Wait! 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 Odell wait, wait, wait. Beckham Jr. It. Oh my yeah. God! Oh wait! 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 That's gonna wait, be like wait. dumb high. Let's yeah! Go. No! 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 Who? Joe? Who? Kurt Warner. 
That's what I was going to say. OBJ's wicked high 26%. points. 26%. Yeah, because he's well-known. Like, of course, you know well, what I mean? Kurt but Kurt like, was 26%. I put in Kurt. Yeah, no, I know that. I'm saying OBJ would have been, like, fit upwards of That's 50. That's true. Easy. Um, we got one more guess. I feel so stupid. Right? It's what, like, uh, it just hits you. What, what's the, what's the um, next one you're doing? We can either do uh, Pittsburgh Rams or Giants Boys and then... Pittsburgh boys. Hmm. See, it's just the Pits- Pittsburgh know. and Cowboys have been along for so long that like I just don't know. I mean, there is always the give up option. Oh, I know, I know <laughs> one Pittsburgh Steeler that might be decent here. Who? McFadden. Oh, Darren McFadden. No, I don't. I don't know if his name was Daryl. I just know his last name. No, it's Darren, Darren McFadden. And I don't was, know about that. It was wrong. It. I'm. I'm telling you that wasn't his first name. There's someone else. Let's see, J- Jerome Bettis. The it's Marshall bot. McFadden. <gasps> Jerome Bettis. He was a Ram. I. I guess he was. I don't remember him as a Ram. It. It was Marshall McFadden, Dan. And then, uh, oh. Then the two Cowboys that we missed. The top were Jalen Smith or James Washington. No, it wasn't. We never would have gotten that. I wasn't getting that. No. Uh, All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to make our game picks for week three. You know the spiel. So keep listening to what's on 91.3 FM. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. If you hear that music, you know what time it is. And no, it's not a game time. It is, we are making our picks time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. No, I'm not on. You're not on. I'm sorry, because I was going to intro you. My name's Dandale. I'm also your host. I'm joined by Frank the Tank. Yeah. Joe Cowie. Joe Kelly didn't want to do an intro. And Brayden. So let's get it started. Let's get right right into, into the, the fix. Oh, I should have, yeah. That was my bad. Uh, let's let's start it off with a good old Tennessee versus the Cleveland Browns. Frank, you go first. Joe will go second. Brayden, you'll go third. And I'll go last. Oh, my goodness. What a tough game. What a tough game to, like, Think about and uh, break it down and diagnose it, but uh, diag- think of it. Diagnose it. Think. Look it up. But um, man, obviously the Browns losing Nick Chubb is a massive blow, considering he is probably the only talented player on that offense uh, regarding Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson. Uh, the creep pervert uh, belongs in jail. Doesn't know how to play football, and I can. I hope that continues so he's out of the league in the next two weeks. But um. 
I'm going to go Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry has an absolutely explosive day. Uh, Tannehill doesn't look good. Like the Tannehill we all know and love from the Miami days and early um, Tennessee days. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee over this. Score prediction, I'm not expecting a big game. I'll go uh, 16 to 14. Mr. Joe? Alrighty. So I think this is going to be a dumpster fire of a football game. Ask me. Um, I'm not expecting anything big here. Both teams are kind of lackluster. Um, but I think uh, you're going to see, you will see that. I think you'll see the creep persevere this week. I'm going to take the Browns, and it's going to be 10 to 7. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> Braden. Um, I'm not a fan of both teams, to be honest. Like, Definitely not a fan of Deshaun Watson. I'm going Titans. Um, Titans 14-10. All right. Respectable. I love it. I hate you. I should have known. Ladies and gentlemen, clap for your rushing leader, King. King, Derrick Henry, is going to bulldoze Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, whatever else Jim Schwartz wants to throw from him. Derrick Henry will stiff arm it into next week. Next year even. I'm so loud and so energetic I knocked my headphones off because I'm picking the king. Derrick freaking Henry. Titans. I hate this bit so much. Why do you hate the bit? The bit's great. It's... Dude, he's not even top five. <laughs> it, it, it's always a great... Oh, oh, Mr. Harrington has joined us. Yeah, there. he walked through as you were um, having your stroke there. Um, <laughs> Mr. Harrington, what, what is your prediction for for Tennessee-Cleveland? Give me Cleveland. I I feel like the Browns' offense has to hit a stride at some point, whether that's a two, three, four, five game stride. And what a better way to do so against a pretty lackluster Tennessee defense. You'll go fourth now in the rotation, in the circle. Dude, why aren't you praising James Cook? He's fifth in rushing. Henry's ninth. Can't I just have my bit and be happy about my bit? You gotta praise James Cook with that same energy. We're going to have to get you a, a Derrick Henry jersey before he retires. We, we do. I, I need to buy one. Uh, moving on. Next game. The Detroit Lions versus the I-can't-throw-a-ball Atlanta Falcons. That's pretty harsh. Um, I mean, Bijan's a guy, right? He's an absolute dog. He's probably going to end up being a top 10, maybe even top 5 rusher by the end of the year. I don't, I don't think it's hard, that hard to say. But I think this Detroit team has uh, will shock the world with the way that they're playing. I think MCDC is an absolute dog of a coach. And I think Jared Goff has so much more to prove that I'm taking Detroit. And I don't think it's close because I need the Falcons to lose. Um, I'm going to go 28 because I think the Lions have to get on some sort of roll after last week's um, loss against the Seahawks. So, yeah, I'm going to go 28-21 Detroit Lions. Mr. Joe Callie. All righty. So, 
I think here I'm going with the Lions, too. I, I think, you know, they Dan Campbell's got that team rallied and ready to go. Dude's an, a human firecracker. And I think they're they're ready for a big game here. So I am going to absolutely, without a question, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, take the Detroit Lions here. Absolutely. Me? I, I'm taking Detroit here. I feel like you got it at home. I love Atlanta. I love Bijan, but at home, you just... Detroit's like an actual good team now, in my opinion. Like, last year, they were on, like, the cusp of people being like, are they good? Are they bad? What are they? Now they're actually good. I think they take it by 10. I'm going to take Detroit here as well, even though the Falcons are our 2-0. Who yeah. would have thought? Um, you know, 75% of the division is 2-0 to start. Start out here, the NFC South. Um, obviously, you got the Falcons rolling right now. They may have the best running back duo in the league, in Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson. I think it's fair to say. Um, even though his, statistically he hasn't been as great, uh, you still have Kyle Pitts. Still, if he gets going, he can make plays. Uh, Drake London, obviously, um, might be fair to say the best offensive line in football. They win the games up front uh, near the line of scrimmage. Uh, but the Lions coming off a very tough loss against the Seattle Seahawks. You're going to look to bounce back on this one. Give me the Lions. I need Kyle Pitts to do absolutely, positively nothing. Absolutely nothing. For my fantasy team. So, just every game that he has. Yeah, that's true. But I just need him cont- uh, to continue. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. Kyle Pitts masterclass doing nothing. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to take... The Lions. That's a pretty easy pick. I, we all picked the Lions. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, it's probably one of the easiest games to For pick. For me, it's obvious week. because yeah. I hate the Falcons, but I think everyone knows that the Lions are a good team. Yeah, and the Lions, Jameer Gibbs, three touchdowns. Big prediction. I don't hate it. I, I think it's fine with David Montgomery probably going to be out. Next game, let's go Jaguars. Houston. <coughs> Well, we'll just get the easy games out of the way, all right? Uh, CJ Stroud looks fine. Yeah, I think he's going to be a fine quarterback. Nothing to write home about. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and that, um, I think the Lawrence and Ridley connection needs to re-sync up this week. And I think this is the team to do it against. They start rolling, building some momentum to uh, make sure that they're one of the top seeds in the AFC. So, I mean, I'm taking Jaguars. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or if, ands, or buts about it. Give me the Jags, like... Give me 24 to 10. All right. So I'm going to keep it consistent with my other show. I picked the Jaguars as my mortal lock. It's going to stay that way. They're favored by nine and a half points right now. Oh, boy. Are they going to outdo that? I think they kill. They kill. They, the final score of this game, we're going to see the Jaguars be 28 to uh, 10. 28 to 10, Jags. I like it. Um, I'm taking Jacksonville. I mean, at home, you gotta. Maybe a different story if Houston was home because I like how C.J. Stroud's playing right now. And I mean, it's like a good 0-2 where they're at right now. But give me Jacksonville by 10 again. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's close because Jacksonville has like last year. I mean, they're kind of inconsistent. They get like that like any other team. Man. 
I'm going to have to take the Jags in this one. Uh, they played a really close one-score game against Kansas City last week. Uh, we saw them obviously win in Week 1. They're 1-1 one one at this point of the season. Uh, you're going to have Ridley and Zay Jones back at full health in this game uh, with, obviously, Christian Kirk going for uh, 10 receptions, 100-plus yards. Last week, Travis Etienne, Tank Bigsby. Again, another good running back duo led by a really good receiver trio, led by a guy that could be a very elite quarterback in this league for years. Uh going up against the Texans again CJ Stroud I like him uh he's got potential but it's not right now man right now this is the Jags division to lose uh for these you know next one to two years the Jags are going to be on top of this division until everyone else kind of figures their own path out so I'm gonna take the Jags in this one it's a pretty easy pick Jags NTN Calvin Ridley Trevor Lawrence halfway decent defense you know you know, Houston I, doesn't really have any of that. It's I, of I mean, really, things. they just pass. That That's the only good thing. To, uh, Robert Woods actually looks like a competent receiver again, which is great. Yeah. But he's also on Houston at the same time. So uh, give me the Jags. Next game, let, let's go for a little tougher one. Let's do Chargers-Minnesota. The battle of 0-2 teams. Battle of 0-2 teams. Um. Oh, man, it's just both teams can be good. And I think the Chargers have been the better team, so I'm going with Chargers. Just because I think, you know, obviously the 0-2 start for them is very frustrating, especially for Brandon Staley, who has been called out multiple times now over it. But, um, yeah, I love Justin Jefferson. He's my guy. I think he's going to be one of the top receivers for in the league for years. But, um... No, the Chargers have to get on the right foot. I think it starts with the Vikings. Vikings last year, they lost, they won a lot of games that they shouldn't have. Chargers as well, and it's finally kind of showing the first two weeks that, you know, maybe they shouldn't have won a lot of games last year, but I think the Chargers are going to get back on track with this one and uh, beat the Vikings. Yeah, I agree with you there, Frank. I think the Vikings are going to charge her, or out charge her the Chargers, I should say. Um, I... I I think the Vikings are 0 3. Unfortunately, I like Kirk Cousins. I like that team. I just think you have a better you have better offensive talent um, all around. I should say on the Chargers because you have Justin Jefferson on the um, on the Vikings. So all around more well rounded team in the Chargers. As long as they don't choke like they have the past couple weeks, they could easily be two and all right now. But they're 0 and two, and they're going to be one and two after this game. And I think I think it's going to be somewhat close, and I think it'll end up. Let's see. I think it'll be a 28-21 to 21 kind of game. Touchdown win. All right. I'll be taking the Vikings. Big Kirko. I think he'll – I think he'll. T- I think he's going to tear it up. I mean, he's been doing good. And 0-2, I mean, they're, they're very good 0-2 teams. I'll give them that. Um, one of them's going to have to pick it up soon. It's a big game for them. So, uh, I don't think it's – I think it's going to be close, hopefully. Uh, by three, I'd say. Mini. All right. Whew. Man, I'm going to have to take the... Oh, this is a hard one because both these teams are 0-2 at this point in the season, and whoever loses is going to go 0-3 and kind of be in that in that pit that you can't really get out of. Uh, but the team that wins is going to go 1-2, and, and they're going to be right back in the swing of things. I'm going to have to take the Vikings here. 
The Viking, the Vikings have had some bad blows over their past few games. Last year, obviously, they won 13 games. A lot of those being one-score games. And my motto is, it's it's uh, not very easy year by year to compete and play in one-score games. You'll see a lot of turnover that from year to year. Uh, but this time around, I think the Vikings have lost a few one-score games. I think it's the time they break that curse and get back into winning the one-score game column. Uh, to give me the Vikings here, I guess if we're throwing out scores, I'll go... Uh, it's going to be a shootout. 33-29 Vikings. All right. Dude, that's the number one fantasy quarterback in the NFL right now, Kirko. You, you like that? Big Kirko. Big Kirko always comes dressed like this. I Big Kirko. I, I hate that clip so much. But just because I played that clip does not mean that influences my pick. You like that? I can rhyme on on the time, on the fly. Fly doesn't rhyme with any of the words you just said. Time? Fly? Say time it? and fly again. And yeah, I'm not. No. Just to prove your point? No. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. See, I'm not a good ramper as Tanner Saunders, but I'm going to take the Chargers. Chargers, I I think, had a great game last week against the Titans. All they need to do is figure out their defense. Khalil Mack has not had a good rushing rate this year. Joey Bosa's hurt. Um, It it always seems like the Chargers just, they're, they're one step away. They're always one step away. One thing. And it kills them every year. But I I think that Minnesota just becomes a little bit more unlucky than the Chargers. Next game. Uh let's go hmm. Let's go to good old Baltimore. Ooh. The battle of the Baltimore Colts and the Baltimore Ravens. Which are actually the Indianapolis Colts. Give me the Colts. Uh, the injury report came out for the Ravens, and it's a lot. My goodness, is it a lot? And a lot of, I think, key pieces to that team. Odell out, who, you know, hasn't been the best, but whatever. Clowney's good. Du- Duvernay's good. A bunch of other key pieces are out. Yeah, can you pull it up for me real quick? Yeah, yeah you gotta sure. get, get I, it real quick. I, I I'll keep explaining. And I think with Garnu Minshew and that Colts team, I feel like they've been kind of an underrated team so far. And I don't see why. Yeah. All right, here we go. Justice Hill, out. Marlon Humphrey, out. Tyler Linderbaum, out. Odafi Owe, out. Ronnie Staley and Marcus Williams are out. So, and of course, Odell, out. I, for, I feel like an upset's coming. I don't think the Ravens are... You're going to take Minshew Mania? I'm ta- I've, I've loved Minshew Mania. Since he was Jacksonville, since he was rocking the jorts and the whole Kogan stash and the the long flow, I just I I really like this Colts team. Not in like a oh they're going all the way, and like a they could pull off some shocks and surprises and some upsets here and there. I think this is one of the games that could absolutely be an upset for the Colts to win. I'm gonna go uh 24 20. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to hop on the Minshew Mania train, but I think you've got two the, on offense that's coming. Yeah, there are people injured, but you're also missing the X-Factor that's gotten to the Colts 
doing so so all right right now is Anthony Richardson, the bi- the second coming of the Bionic Man. So I don't know. I, I think I'm going to stick with uh, with the with the odds here. I'm going Baltimore. Um, I just think Lamar's Lamar's hot right now, and I I, I don't see a couple injuries stopping it. And um, I think also, yeah, I just I think losing Anthony Richardson is a bigger thing than people think. And yeah, Minshew's good. But he's a backup quarterback playing against a starting quarterback. So, I don't know. We shall see. But I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to stick with it. And uh, if you're gambling on this, so highly, highly recommend this is a game you fade. But um, I don't even, I'm don't even. i not even going to give a score prediction. I genuinely, I don't know. Like, this is a tough game. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I, w- I don't think anybody knows the outcome of this game, especially with Minshew playing. Um, I'm all in on him. I think he's pretty good. Like, he's a great backup. Uh, I'll go... I'll go Colts by, I'm not even going to predict a score, but I, it, it might be a high-scoring game. It might be barely any scoring. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, though, in any way. I think it's going to be close, so. Yes, Braden. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised here if we saw the Ravens start 3-0. and uh, The Baltimore Ravens, even with the injuries that they have out, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, what Odell Beckham and Justice Hill are going to be out uh, for this game. And then Anthony, Anthony Richardson is confirmed out, too. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's confirmed out, out. Uh, and then obviously you guys are talking about it. You know, Gardner Minshew, and and we you know Gardner Minshew is uh, you know a talented backup. He's played enough NFL games to be considered a good enough starter when going in. But I think he's going up against a a playoff contending team. Um, I think he's going up against a team that's gonna you know really pressure him a lot. Um, I don't know if the Colts' supporting cast can really help out Gardner Minshew. Like, again, Minshew doesn't have the athletic ability Richardson does to extend plays with his legs and stuff like that. Richardson isn't throwing to the best crop of receivers. They don't have Jonathan Taylor still. So, Rich, or, uh, Minshew doesn't have the, you know, the best guys around him right now. But the Ravens, I think they do, even with Justice Hill and Beckham out. Still got Flowers, Bateman, Andrews, like, it's a good enough offensive line. It's, it, it's a good squad. I think the Ravens in this one, 27-13. All right. Yeah, I agree. I think Baltimore is going to have a field day with this. Um, I think it's going to be close just because, you know, they don't really have anybody to cover Michael Pittman. And we all know Gardner. Gardner loves to hit his big targets. So I, I think I agree with everybody saying it could go either way. Uh, I just believe Baltimore has a better coach team right now and that, you know, the game plan kind of has to change for Gardner Minshew, both with the Colts and the Ravens. Um, but I think the Ravens will just be a little bit more prepared. So uh, give me the Ravens like 21 to 17. I think that's a close enough score for me to feel good. Next game, let's go to Kansas City and Chicago. <laughs> what a what a week uh, the Bears have had, huh? First getting toasted by the by the Bakester, right? The Buccaneers. Then to uh, Justin Fields commented on on the coaching on how it's not really his fault; it's just been coaching. And they're sort of breaking news now on the on the Bears' even more solemn week. Apparently, on Wednesday night. Over $100,000 of equipment was stolen yeah. from Soldier Field. Saw that, man. <laughs> uh, Bears fans, hug somebody. If you know Bears fan, <laughs> go hug them. Go hug them. 
because their week is going to get so much worse when they have to play the Chiefs. New ad camping. Go hug uh, a Bears fan. Yeah. <laughs> Duh Bears. Duh Bears. Duh Bears. Because their week is not going to get any better playing the Chiefs. Because, let's be honest, after losing your defensive coordinator who wasn't even there, and then finding out his house was raided, but not uh, Hollis Field or their um, training grounds. Chiefs by, like, 30. I mean, come on. Everyone thought this Bears team was going to be, you know, at least a sleeper. Tremaine Edmonds has done literally nothing. No, he's actually uh, top 10 in tackling. Is he really? Yeah. God, but that means nothing right now. <laughs> the Bears still are the Bears are still awful. Right. Uh, Justin Fields. If you want to talk about running back, quarterback, quarterbacks, he is I think top of the list now for me. DJ Moore. He was caught on hot mic saying, uh, talking to uh, I think Devin White, and was like, "Yo, man, they don't really use you." And he goes, "Yeah, I know. Talk, tell me about it." I'm going Kansas City by like thirty. I'll give it like thirty-five to ten. Thirty-five. Well, fellas, you might be floored by what I'm about to say. No way. I think we have a major, major upset alert here. <laughs> the Bears the Bears have been facing adversity, okay? Facing- I, I, don't, I don't know if that's adversity, I don't Joe. Think that's adversity. Dude, they don't even have equipment to play. <laughs> exactly. They're going to be wearing- adversity. They're going to show up in They're going to go out there and play. They're going to go out there like crazy. And I'm telling you, they're going to give the Chiefs a battle, all right? I'm telling you that right now. And I think, I think they come away with the dub with a game-ending field goal. So there we go. I think it's going to be 18. Oh no, that can't work. Hang on. Joe, I think there's a either a, a carbon monoxide leak in your house or something. But like, 14? Jesus. I just watch. I think they're going to choke. I'm telling you. I I'd be shocked if uh, Chicago gets 14. I mean. I, I got to go Kansas City. I mean, what else is there to say? Um, I don't even have a prediction. It'll it'll be a blowout, though. Um, not going to sweat it here. I'm going to take Kansas City. There's no way a team that's showing up in pennies in a bicycle helmet is going to beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Bro, defense is shirts and the offense is skins. That's what it's got to be. That's they're not, they're no, like, we're going to see some creative stuff. The Bears are going to be wearing... Those bicycle helmets with like the mohawk yeah. thing. No, they're they're going to have some designs on it. They're, they're going to have different colored pennies to signify what positions they are. They're going to just start playing rugby or something. Yeah, I don't know. Give me... Gosh. Chiefs by 25. Let's go 35-10. Well, we're going to not see Patrick Mahomes this whole game because the Chiefs are just going to blow him out in the first half. Oh. I honestly could imagine the Chiefs Scoring 40 points and a half. Yeah. I That is actually very possible in this game. Uh, and then we say, see, who is it? Who is it? Chad Henney? Who's the backup? I think so. I, I mean, I, I would love to see some Chad Henney. Uh, give me the Chiefs by 60. I, don't I know. like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it's a fair number at it's this a, point. It's a believable number. Yeah. Uh, the only bad thing on Kansas City side is really they may not have Pacheco with a hamstring, but that's about it. It's fine. They uh, have Travis Kelsey. But but when my quarterback comes out and says, I'm feeling too robotic in this system, and I'm going to be myself next game, that means he's going to suck t- on Sunday. Like. Yeah, I mean, 
that means all you have to do is hey, cover people. Don't let them run. Yeah. So give me the Chiefs. Uh, next game, let's go over and get some cheese. Ew. Let's go Packers and the Saints. Ooh, this actually. Right. Say, I, I hate I hate both teams with a burning passion, but I hate the Saints more, and I think the Packers don't look bad like we all kind of thought they were. Maybe Jordan Love, he won't be like an Aaron Rodgers, but he will be there for the time being. Because I think he's just going to play good enough to where they don't have to really go out and like be like, we got to find his replacement soon. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go Packers. I don't really have much to say. Just give me Packers. It's not going to be a great game because I feel like Derek Carr can't get above uh, at least 13 or 14. So give me Saints 13, Packers 20. Alrighty, I like the Packers here. I think they're going to beat the Saints. I'm not going to say much about this game because I think it's a dumpster fire of a game as well. So we're going to see the we're going to see the Packers go pretty much. Uh, we're going to we're going to get a score of 14 to seven. I don't think this, I don't think the Saints score more than a touchdown. All right, I'm going New Orleans. Um, I'm just liking them a lot because I mean Packers are like not young, but like. I don't know. I'd also want to see New Orleans go 3-0 to start out the season because I feel like it's just kind of a random team to do that. And there's, like, other teams such as, like, uh, like the Vikings falling back. They're in danger of being 0-3 uh, at this point. So just change it up kind of. I mean, I'd like to see Derek Carr be competitive. So that's it. I don't really have a score. I might have to take the Saints in this. Or no, I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Uh, I think they're getting Aaron Jones back. I like Aaron Jones in this offense. I think Jordan Love plays his better brand of football when he has 33 in the backfield alongside him. But the Saints, they're a team I have winning at the NFC South. I think they're going to be very competitive all season long. This will be a very close game, but I, I just have a feeling the Packers are going to win this one. Let's go 22-19. to 19. Packers went on a field goal. I'm going to choose the Saints. I love the Saints, New Orleans. Um, even though they probably won't have that great of a run game, their defense has been outstanding so far this year. Um, you know, nobody can throw on Marshawn Lattimore. That, those, that corner duo is just so good in New Orleans. You know, I, I just don't think this will probably be the first game we see if, if Jordan Love is is up to the task because he hasn't really faced a team that great. I, I mean, you faced the, the Bears and the Falcons, and you lost to the Falcons. So I, I'll, I'll take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints here. Next game I got is... The I Want to Cry Denver Broncos and the Miami Dolphins. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to go there. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, did, the, did the Dolphins really start 3-0? Yeah, they do. Russ has been playing fine. I think this is definitely a step forward for him. Major improvement from last year. But um, Sean Payne can only do so much. You know, they get a... Uh, 
but I'm so a very lucky Hail Mary. But um, on last week and failing the two point, what people are saying it was a pretty obvious uh, DPI, but whatever. But um, yeah, I mean that Dolphins team is too low. Is Tyreek out? No, he will be playing. Yeah, I mean Joe and Waddle is probably going to be out. All right, but still that uh, Tua Hill connection is absolutely on fire. I think Raheem, Raheem Mostert has a. Uh, has a day. I really need him on my fantasy team to have an absolute dog performance. So yeah, I mean Miami starts three and L and is on top of the AFC. Let's give him. Miami's just been way too good. I give him like twenty eight to twenty eight to twenty four. I think Denver can have a solid performance, and I think, but I don't think Russ has enough to get him over the hump. So give me the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins go 2-1 and one after oh. this game. I'm going to keep it consistent with my other platform, and I have to pick the Broncos here. I don't think the Dolphins, I don't see them going 3-0. and oh. The Dolphins that will end up 2-1 and one to face the 2-1 and one Buffalo Bills in Week 4, and that's just the way it is, unfortunately. So I think here, Russell Wilson, I mean, he's been playing well. You're absolutely right. And um, I think we're going to see, the, uh, you know, people put it together. We'll see the Dolphins maybe give up some yardage to him. He likes throwing the deep ball, uh, counting out that Hail Mary. I mean, that was just tipped into someone's hands. So what are you going to do about that? But their uh, deep passing has been more prominent. And, you know, Sean Payton is the X factor. That team's starting to figure itself out. Um, I'm, I'm all in on the Broncos for this week. Broncos country, let's ride. I have a final score. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be a battle. It's going to come down to it like it did with the Commanders. Um, but it is going to be a final score of... 21 to 17. Going to be four point differential there. It's going to be close, but the Broncos edge them out. And also, fellas, I do have to leave the show today, uh, but I will catch you all on Monday. Good luck on your picks for this week. And I will chat with you guys throughout the weekend. So have a good one, fellas. Bye, Joe. Bye, Bye Joe. Joe. All right. I'm taking Miami here. Uh, it pains me to say it, like within the AFC East. Um, like with you guys too as Bills fans like it's just something you don't want to see especially when uh, Miami they were thought of like they were thought of like bottom tier not bottom bottom tier AFC but like just not competing and then all of a sudden Jets and Bills are 1-1 one and one. Miami's on their way to 3-0 uh, and oh. um, I think they'll win by like two scores 14 I mean the Broncos are kind of just like a mess they've been like I'm just not I'm not a believer right now with the Broncos. I got an upset of the week two Broncos over the Dolphins. Again, I really I really like the way Russell Wilson's been playing and I think the way he's been playing has to capitalize and correlate into a win. I think that's gonna be against the Dolphins. Give me a score. Lower scoring. Twenty three twenty one. Broncos won game winning kick. Vic Fangio gets his revenge on the Denver Broncos. I I honestly think that Miami, even without Jalen Waddle, maybe, maybe, he's going to practice today. They're going to see if he can go Sunday. Um, Tyreek's just still too good. The run game actually looks decent as long as Moser doesn't get hurt. Um, The defense is still somewhat scary. I really wanted to take Denver. I just... In my heart of hearts, I would believe Denver is just going to choke again. And 
Miami would come on top anyway. So get, uh, get, get, give me the Dolphins. Blech. Blech. Never want to say that again. Uh, let's move on. Seahawks and Panthers. I mean, oh, no. Bryce Young has looked fine. I think he's, he's out though. Oh, it's the Andy Dalton, it's the Andy Dalton game. Oh, this changes everything. Can the Red Rocket and Adam Thielen connection be one of the most potent in the NFL? No. <laughs> I mean, I think the Seahawks absolutely run away with this game. I kind of need them to. But, um, no. I think Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, uh, Kenneth Walker, that's an absolute reliable offense, and I think it's going to carry them all the way through to the NFC. Everyone's saying, you know, I remember early um, we talked about it that everyone's saying Seahawks were going to possibly make the Super Bowl. I'm not too confident on that anymore, but I think they definitely have a shot of just making the NFC Championship or going deep in the playoffs. But, um, no, I think Seahawks win a very convincing game here and just, you know, eliminate the Panthers. Give me Seattle. They're home. I mean, Carolina. I mean, even with Bryce Young, I don't think you can – I don't – think you could take her like take Carolina there um it, it might it might get close like that sort of thing it might get close but then I think Seattle's gonna run away with it I'm gonna have to take Seattle here um obviously mentioned we got Andy Dalton in here for Bryce Young but I'm gonna have to take the team that put up 37 last week on a really good Detroit Lions team uh Give me the Seahawks here. Let's go. 32-19. Um, the Red Rocket is not going to be able to do it. Yum. So, yeah, right. Um, yeah, give me the Seahawks. Yeah, give me the Seahawks. I got to take the Seahawks. I have Geno Smith somewhere in fantasy. And I and Tyler Lockett paired up with him. Very nice. I think they're going to combine for another two-touchdown week. I, there's no way they lose this game. No way. Let's move on to... Oh, I, I think everybody knows this game pretty easily. Cowboys at the Cardinals. Sorry, what? Thanks for listening, Frank. Cowboys at Cardinals. <laughs> I could make a very very wild prediction here. Oh my god, don't you dare. I think I think the Cardinals have looked great. I don't think them being up 28-7 on the Giants was a fluke. Yes, I know they lost that game. Boo-hoo. But, I mean, this, this Cowboys defense is off. Isn't another planet right now. And I think they put up an absolute dominating performance on Josh Dobbs and those Cardinals. But, um, I don't I don't think Dak Prescott is the reason for this for their um, winning ways, and I'll continue to say that until he proves me otherwise. But, um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> 35 to, like, 10 or 13. Because, I mean, those that Cardinals team is not the worst in the NFL, but they're second worst. Um, I'm taking Dallas. Um, Cardinals, have, like, had a little something going for them. Um, like, even last year, year before, like they had some youth, and then they kind of just threw it all away. They get like Kyler Murray. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think anybody does. Um, 
Cowboys by... I don't know. It's not going to be a blowout, but it won't... It's not going to be competitive. Oof. Dallas by 25. Yeah, to think so hard about yep. that. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Cowboys, go win this game. I wouldn't be shocked if they have, like, two defensive touchdowns this game again. Honestly, they could pick Josh Dobbs off with a defensive lineman. Micah. Easy. Well, it can't be uh, It can't be Trayvon Diggs. He's out for the yeah. rest of the year with an ACL. Uh, moving on. Uh, I, guess, I, I guess at some point we got to talk about this game. New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Patriots have looked fine. Jets should be on the upper uh, echelon of the AFC with the talent that they have in that defense. But I want to believe in Wilson, man, but I don't think he's... As much as that team has shown their support for him, and you see it in the past two games, Garrett Wilson's been there for him. They've talked to him and been like, hey... You feel that? That pressure's off you. Let's let's go out there and win. Zach Wilson has looked impressive in stints, but then, man, I mean, I have the Jets winning this just because I think their talent pool and that defense is better than the Patriots. Not by a lot, but I think they are just significantly better. So I'm just going to go Jets 21, Pats 17. I'm going Jets, of course. Um, I got a little stat for you guys. The Jets have not been the Patriots since 2015, um, which is wild. It's weird. Yeah, December 27th. That was like the Eric Decker, Fitzpatrick era. So, um, yeah, Bilal Powell. Bilal Powell, yeah, yeah. all those guys. Um, Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory, most underrated running back in the league, was. Um, Score-wise... I mean, it's it's not gonna be convincing for like either side. I think. Um, I mean, both teams are like just like kind of on the decline, or like I don't know. It's just it's a toss up, but it really shouldn't be, especially with Wilson. Um, I'd love to say they're gonna win by uh, like two scores, like fourteen, but as long as we win, that's what I'm going with. Um, I'm going to take probably the most disrespected team in the NFL right now, the New England Patriots. They've played two really good football games. Have they won? No, but they've played arguably two of the top five teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. Their first two games of the season against the Eagles and the Miami Dolphins. New England at the end of the year is not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a team that may have a 1-7 or a 1-8 one-score game record. Because they have a very hard schedule, and they're playing against some really good opponents, but they're going to be in almost every single game. But when you look back at it, you're going to be looking at New England not as New England that went 7-10, and 8-9, as the New England that had that record that played really well. New England lost by 5 points against the Eagles Week 1, and lost by 1 score against the Dolphins in Week 2. Mac Jones has been playing some pretty solid football compared to what he was doing last year, and a lot of doing that is Bill O'Brien being back. Right? I like the Jets, but there's no Aaron Rodgers. The Jets up here with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are down here. I'm sorry, Zach Wilson just is not going to cut it for our week-to-week basis. He'll have his games, 
but you're going to need consistency. We saw what happened to Dallas. Dallas had their number by a long shot. You're going up against a very well-disciplined team in the New England Patriots. Give me uh, the Patriots here. 23-15. to 15. Weird score. I also got to go New England Patriots. I just think the Jets are going to lose because of Zach Wilson. Both defenses are still really good. Bill Belichick is still one of the best defensive-minded coaches in the league. Uh, the offense has been scoring more points. I just feel like they can last out the Jets better than any other team. Let's head over to the Sunday night game. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, now, I'm just I'm not doing this based on what I saw. I'm doing this based on what I need. I need Najee Harris to absolutely go off, but Kenny Pickett um, is not good. I don't care what anyone says. He has not looked like an NFL-ready quarterback for as much as people love to, you know, glaze him and the, um, the Steelers. Pittsburgh hasn't looked like a well-oiled machine to me. I know, I mean, it's just their defense. I think that offense hasn't been great. George Pickens has been probably the only shining spot on that team, and even then it's been kind of iffy. And the Raiders, if they can get Josh Jacobs going, and if we can get Garoppolo to Adams on a more consistent basis, I don't see why they can't win this team, win this game. And I think Max Crosby is someone that needs to start stepping up, and uh, we need to hear his name a lot more on the defensive side. So I'm going to go uh, Raiders Raiders 24, uh, Pittsburgh 13. Uh, I'm taking Vegas. Uh, they're just like a, on paper for sure way better, and I think they're going to have to get stuff clicking soon, especially with uh, Garoppolo and just, I mean, everything, because they should be good. They should be competitive. Um, I have them winning by like a score. So seven, yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna go the Steelers in this one. I think uh, I think we're gonna see a little bit of a Kenny Pickett bounce back game here. The Raiders, I don't I don't really know what to think of them this year. Give it a couple more weeks, I'll have a better judgment for where they're gonna be this season. But Kenny Pickett, I think he had a little bit of a rough outing last week. Uh, his connection with Pickens wasn't all the way there. Pickens had four catches on ten targets. Like they need to be better. You can't go four for ten throwing to your number one guy. Uh, and you get that running game working a little bit more, getting Fryermuth involved. Uh, give me the Steelers uh, 21-10. to 10. Uh, I'm also going to take the Steelers. Pretty easy. Um, I, I just don't think Vegas is going to bounce back the way they should. Uh, Devontae Adams is more concerned about Taylor Rapp's uh, playing time more than preparing for the Steelers. So I, I just think the Steelers are going to win. Moving on to Monday night, let's go Rams and Bengals. Uh, Bengals uh, get the ball rolling. They started last year 0-2. I think they go on an absolute tear here. I think Joe Burrow's got to obviously know the pressure on his shoulders. Jamar Chase knows what he's got to do to prom, perform. Bengals 28, Rams 20. I'm taking Cincy. Um I mean, Joe Burrow has to step up eventually. And, I mean, the Cincinnati team, it, like, it can't be bad. I mean, it was just the past couple of years. So, I'll take them. Uh, it'll, it'll be close. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, give me the Rams in this one, man. Until Joe Burrow's healthy, 
I'm not picking the Bengals. Joe Burrow is a shell of himself with this injury right now, and it's, you know, again, not typically his fault, but he's got the injury. He's not playing like the Joe Burrow we know. Um, so give me the Rams in this one until Burrow's healthy. Give me the Rams as well. I think Matthew Stafford's going to show why the Rams beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Then let's get Who's to the last. Daddy? Let's get to the last game. Yeah. The Whoa. Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield is playing on an absolute different level right now. That defense is going to step up. Vita Vea is cleared. I think Elijah Cansey is one of the only big defensive players that's out, but that defense is going to absolutely step up, step up. If the Patriots can do it, I think that Bucks defense can absolutely step in and halt the Eagles' run game. Uh, and Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, KDOT, and Trey Palmer, they're all going to step up, and they're all Monday Night Football in Raymond James. Give me Bucks 28, Eagles 27. I got the Bucks with like a game-winning field goal. Um, I think Baker's going to show out, hopefully. I've been liking him a lot. I think he finally found somewhere um, where he can be competitive. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a good game. I had the Bucks in this one, too. <laughs> That's my upset of the week, man. Yeah! I, I don't think the Eagles have really looked great their first two weeks, despite being 2-0. and I still think there's a lot of things the Eagles need to do offensively to adjust to their new offensive coordinator. I still think the Eagles are going to win the, you know, potentially win the NFC East and win a playoff game or two. Not saying that that they're not going to be a good team, but the Bucks are no pushover, right? The Bucks are solid this year. Give me Baker Mayfield masterclass two, two on the dot, two hundred eighty-two yards, three touchdowns, one interception, with a win, thirty-two to twenty-seven. I love it. That better happen. He's on my fantasy. I had to pick him up, so. This early? Yeah, Rodgers was my uh, quarterback. Oh, oh, tell yeah. me, Dan. Tell me, Dan. I tell me. I don't know if I can do sweep, it, Sweep, 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 do it. Sweep, sweep, do it. I don't sweep. know. I don't know if I can do sweep, it. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Because if, sometimes if, my blood only goes green. It only goes green. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Break his, break. I, I gotta take him. I gotta take him. I was the yes man the yes last year. I gotta continue to be the yes man this year. Fly Eagles fly! On the road to victory! Eagles! And that's gonna do it for this episode of The Blitz. Frank, shout out your socials, buddy. Find me on Instagram. On- X slash Twitter on Frank five six one Lopez and on Instagram at Frank Lopez underscore five six one. I hate you, Dan. <laughs> Brayden, go. You want me to shout out my socials? Yep. Oh, uh, sixty six BHZ Instagram. I do a lot of photography and stuff. Check that out. Um, I'm not on Twitter. I like I have Twitter. I just don't use it. Mr. Evan Harrington. Uh, you can find me on X at. You can find me on X at Evan H seven one six. And on Instagram at Evan Harrington underscore 63. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Blitz. You can find me on X at double underscore D capital W N Y. Go Bucks. You're off. Go Bucks. <laughs> uh, have a fantastic weekend, everybody.